Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Monday. Let's get to work tonight. Let's get uh, let's get started, everyone, today. On today's episode, today's lesson, today's stream, we're going to be talking about my failures in the online course world. So I have, uh, I've now produced two online courses. Maybe you can call it two and a half. Depends on what you consider an online course. But a traditional online course, I've made two of them over the last two years. I've tried to do like I do it how like some authors do like a book, like try to do at least like one a year. But let's talk about failure. So I'm kind of just kidding when I say when it comes to failures. And no, it's not clickbait. Yes, I feel like I look how I look at failure. I don't think most people or normal people look at failure the same way. So let's talk about failure first and how we kind of deal with it. Um, and talk. let's talk about let's this is going to be weird. Talking about talking about failure. Now, there is a weird kind of balance of being too open with failure. And so you're like, I'm trying to find that balance because people that just talk about failure in general or they're on, you know, they're, they want to share, they want to be open on social media and transparent and show you who they are. There, you can be very open and just say horrible things that happen to you in life. Um, and then it doesn't really get, you anywhere so if you say you know for me like i could talk about how my parents got divorced when i was age 13 okay that's like that's a that's a dark point in my life but that but me telling you that without any kind of like positive or like any kind of well this is what i overcame it just kind of like kills the mood and it doesn't really like add to the conversation so what we want to do is we want to look at the failure and then talk about how Let's talk about a positive. So, like, I was I was able to overcome this, and this is how I want to frame this conversation with, uh, and you know, the next time you're trying to open up on the internet or like in your social circle, try to always tie in a positive. Like, I this was my dark moment. It's you know, it's a very like you know, the hill, the hill valley hero's journey. I fell into this dark pit. I was sad and lonely, and then I overcame it, and I felt better. That's like, that's the context I want you to think about. And that's how I think about failure. It's uh. You know, we want to be positive and we want to be productive with this. Let's, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about failure just to say, like, I failed, I suck, feel sorry for me. It's, no, like, I want you guys to learn from my mistake. And that's that's the goal with this. My goal is to walk through these last two online courses that I've done, share with you what went right and what went wrong, and hopefully, and this is where, this is what I'm really trying to lean in on, that you guys are going to get some uh, you know, maybe just a few insights about your own business venture because the way I look at an online course, it is you can apply all these lessons to any kind of other venture that you're looking to go into. You want to start a company, you want to start a business, you want to start an app, uh, start a blog, a YouTube channel. All you know, the all the things we're about to talk about here have very core, fundamental, a lot of overlap, overlapping lessons. So, um. Don't if you're watching this, you're like, well, I've never made an online course. I don't plan to make an online course, Jordan. Keep a little bit of an open mind on this kind of stuff because the lessons here, I think you can apply to a lot of different things in your business. So let's talk about what went right. I think we'll yeah, let's start off on a positive note. So what went right? Produced two in-depth courses. Uh, these were very. I'll, actually, I, I took down. Did I, do I have these stats here? Yeah, I wrote down some of these stats. We'll talk about these in a minute about how in-depth some of these courses were, but like that was what I felt was a really positive aspect to this. Um, and I'm, 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 we got a lot to move, so let's let's keep it going, Jordan. Um, number two, became familiar with the course platforms. I learned about 
what platforms to use, what not to use, and like the you know pros and cons of each platform. Um, going your own route, using your own technology, uh, kind of wall platform, but already using things like uh, Skillshare and all and those kind of other platforms, uh, Coursera, whatever. There's there's tons of out there, but when you're forced to do this, uh, you have to learn where you want to put your content. Um, number three, learn about social proof. That was great. Um, we'll get into that. I've I, I can't wait to talk about that. And I recoup my costs. So that was I, I I look at that as a positive. You know, all the money that I went in that I put into this, the time, um, came out on top. This is not a not a financial failure. This was not financially uh a a lost negative profit. This was actually a all the ad, Facebook ads, the the work, the you know, paying for things like an ebook, pay, the time I put into actually producing the content, editing the content, the site itself, the platform, the marketing, all that were covered. So we're good. That was good. So what went wrong, Jordan? Let's talk about what went wrong. Number one, I focused too much on production. Being a video kid and a filmmaker, I was uh. Yeah, I fell into that trap that I thought I had to like make everything like look like masterclass.com and we'll talk about that. My launch was shaky and uh when I say that I just mean like it I thought I planned it out but then it just there was uh the first course I did I thought it planned out pretty well but then the second course was a little haphazard. Um tried to do it all myself and that yeah, okay. And then number 4, uh made a fatal assumption and we'll talk about that assumption in a little bit. Let's just kind of talk about it in general, give you some kind of brief notes, some tasting notes on this. Uh, and then first, let's talk about how to start a video production company. Why I made that course, um, I wanted to make an online course, and I was, this was about two years ago, I I had compiled up a quite a bit of video production business tutorial videos, I would, I would call. I was kind of ranking number one, ranking number two in that space. Like if you were to YouTube search how to start a video production company, I was typically the, I think my videos were like number one, number three, and number four. So I was like in the top five of that search result. So I was getting a lot of traffic. My most popular video was the, you know, a video you probably have seen this. This is probably, that was probably the first video that you saw of me, or this was like the in for you when it came to my world was a video production company, the first hundred days, and you, and the weird part is, you like you never know what video is gonna work. Clearly, me, twenty three, twenty two, in my first ever apartment after college, um, with a terrible haircut, and I just made this video. I I talked about what I think I talked about. I was at the time running a video production company. I was two years into it. I was like, cool. I think I have a good understanding of this. Let me uh, explain this and uh, talked about it. Not a lot of production value. Not much B roll. Just me talking to the camera about how to start a video production company got 113,000 views, which is quite a bit from my channel. And, uh, and I was like, Hmm, okay. Double down on things that are working. If you're trying to make content, if you're thinking about what YouTube video should I make, you should just start to look up search terms or what are people searching for? Or what questions do people have? And I, I thinking about the, this course, I was like, Hmm, I have this video here. Like, this is the question that people are answering, and I am feel very capable of answering this question. Um, I need to make an online course about this. There needs to be another step to this. This is just the first step in the funnel, because this was driving a lot of, like, Amazon affiliates, and I was like, cool, getting a couple AdSense from Google as well, but I was like, there needs to, you know, we need another, for people that really want to participate in this, let's give them something to pay for. Let's give them a course. So, that was the, 
that was the genesis of this and uh made it very uh i i think i put a, a couple i thought i did a pretty good job at putting production into this making a very in-depth lesson i think there were 40 some lessons is what Thinkific says I have, but I think it's really like a 28 lesson plan. It was a lot. I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to go all out from start to beginning. This is what I would do in the first hundred days of starting a video production company. And yeah, so that was that. So that was the first one. And then the second one, my second course, which we'll talk about. This is, this was a weird one for me. Um, And this has more failures than the first one. This was the personal branding, how to stand out and build influence. Anyway, yeah, so this is the course. And I was like, cool. Let me just, I've, and again, at the time, felt very capable. I was understanding marketing. I was working with a lot of personal brands, talking, consulting with personal brands. I was like, I think I understand this and I'm doing this myself. So let me just teach people how to do this. Personal branding, um, you know, made the titles catchy, act like you have 10 million followers, the Gary V model, uh, gear, philosophy, you know, take you through like, mindset at the very top here, content, then all the way down to, you know, the hardcore stuff like how to sustain yourself, revenue, marketing, philosophy, and then end with, uh, you know, just an outro, things like that. So the first one let's, is talking about producing content. Um, that is, of course, you have to do that when it comes to building an online course. If you don't film it, if you don't write it, if you don't shoot it or edit it, then you don't really have anything. And I thought, and me so focused on video production, so focused on the production process and loving the production process and editing and all that stuff. Um, I thought if I just have a really good looking video, then I'm going to like, I'm going to really like kill it. So I was like, and not only is it going to look good, but it's going to be in depth. Like I was trying to deliver as much value, as much content as possible. And here's the kind of, so in total between these two courses, it's 37 lessons. It was each lesson was about eight to 12 minutes. And if you add all that up and you average, it's roughly five to six hours of video content, which is, uh, which was a lot to write. It took me, I think most videos don't, I don't really sit that far in the pre-production phase, but for this course, both these courses, I was sitting on this at a minimum of 90 days. I want to say, yeah, just like really trying to hash out every single lesson, um, wrote it just wrote everything out and and I never do that I never script anything I never use a teleprompter and I felt like for this I needed there was so much content to deliver that I was going to miss something and I couldn't just free ball it I had to like really I had to write down everything okay what lessons go in what lessons go out and in what order I wanted to just produce this like highly yep produce a highly produced well thought out in-depth video lesson uh, that you would say you were just blown away if you were going to take it. That was kind of my, but it got to be like, we're, and this is what I want you to think about. There was a balance I was struggling with between the time I was putting in and the effort. Um, and, and I shouldn't say time versus effort. It was more that the, I was trying too hard to make this such a highly produced video that I think it was cutting into me actually finishing this or me moving on to another course. Like, Maybe at this point I could have three courses under my belt had I not spent so much time on these online courses trying to make them look good, make make each lesson plan perfect. Like I was I was looking at this like a teacher, like a professor and saying, like, what would my students want to know about this? What what do they need to know? What do they not need to know? In what order do they need to know this? If they take this lesson first, how is it going to affect them on the next lesson? And I wanted everything to flow 
um, like I overthought everything and, and, and I was, I, I was coming from a place of like that. I was coming from a place where I was like, they, I got to deliver value. I got to deliver something that they're going to be excited about. It's got to be hard hitting, full of content that if they're going to pay, you know, they've been watching my videos for free, but if they, now they're going to pay 25 bucks, they're going to pay 50 bucks for this. I got to deliver 50 times the value or that's how I, that's how I looked at it. So there was a, there was a balance issue and I, and like I said, I wanted to deliver on value. So next let's talk about a shaky launch. I had my first launch with the video production course was all right. I think it was all right. But the second one, it was right as I lost my job and I was like, I was kind of in the middle of the post-production of this course and as I lost my job, because this was going to be like, okay, a little bit of side income while I still had my job, lost my job. And I was like, cool, I got to launch this as soon as possible. And I launched it way too fast. And it was a very shaky launch. Um, and I, I just can't, I was coming from a place of desperation. I was like, I got to get something out. This is like, maybe, maybe this is a way I can get some cash flow going. And it was, uh, it was shaky, but hold this in your mind too. Let's be a walking contradiction. Every launch should be shaky. And this was, and maybe this goes up to the, the lesson about time versus effort, but every launch should be shaky. You it's because the, this little thought I want you to hold in your head is that, you shouldn't be so precious about the work and that you just need to get it out there, that it's never going to be perfect. This, you know, we talked about this a while, two weeks ago with perfectionism and cynicism that you're never going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. So you just have to launch it and then kind of like build the plane as you're flying it. You should not say like, it's done. I'm done. Lesson 25 is now complete. Export. And now let's build a 90 day marketing campaign. And once we have the 90 day marketing campaign built, then we'll start to launch it and I'll tell everybody about it. Yes and no, because then you're going to get too bogged down in the details and say, I should be, I have to get all this done. There's so many items to do before I can launch it. Just launch it, get it, get it out there, get, get some traction under it, get people using it. And then at the same time, start to market it better and better, find what works, find new hooks, find new ways to attract new customers. Uh, every launch should be shaky. So let's take some lessons from Kickstarter and rather I should say Indiegogo in this because I've never used Kickstarter. Um, I've consulted people on how to use Kickstarter, but the only platform that I've used successfully and once I'm one for one, one to know on uh, raising a campaign. And it was this one. Let me switch over to it. So the, oh, I don't even need to show you what am I doing. This one right here. So this was the, I did an Indiegogo campaign. This is my only successful, my one and only successful uh, campaign. And we did a short film right out of college. Uh, it's called The Sunshine Girl. And as you can see, we hit our goal. I think our 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 goal back in the day was 4000 and we were able to get over to 4500 and then as we got this we were able to find get some private money on the side of this that was that was going to help us kind of boost this campaign and what i learned from this the biggest lessons i learned from this was that you need to tell everybody weeks in advance that the we built trailer videos we had 4 weeks out campaigns we were like we had a whole marketing plan and if you started on if week zero was the launch of the campaign, then you needed to go back negative four weeks, negative six weeks, if you could, to really start to hype it up. So we have negative six weeks out 
uh, to like the pre-launch, pre-launch week one, and all, and we would just build videos, we'd make content, we'd tell everybody about it. Pre pre week pre-launch week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six. Pre-launch it, pre-launch it, pre-launch it, and then launch week. That's that is the now you're now six weeks into your marketing campaign where you're telling people about this. So it shouldn't come as a surprise. And that's the biggest mistake that people make with Kickstarter campaigns and Indiegogo campaigns and probably product launches as well is that they do not hype it up enough. Like it should be a broken record to you. You should be so freaking tired of talking about it by the time it launches. And by the time it launches, everybody has heard about it and their grandma and then they'll know about it. And it's not this like you're not you now have some momentum going into launch week. And that was especially on Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo campaigns where everything you have 30 days to run a campaign and Indiegogo. And if you want to get featured in Indiegogo and you got to start to hack it like that, you would want to get some momentum in the first two or three days of your launch uh, as soon as possible. Like you wanted as like you wanted a big spike, get, you know, get at least a thousand dollars in the first day, a thousand dollars in the first two days. And that was like and you told everyone like. I know this campaign is coming up. You have 30 days to contribute to this, but on day one, it, the day we launch, I would really like if you were to contribute 20 bucks, 50 bucks, $10, $5, whatever. Uh, but we need a lot of money on day one to get that momentum and Indiegogo would, would pump you up. So that was, and th so that's the kind of approach you needed to take with your online course. And I did not take that approach. I would just for the, for the filmmaking or the video production one, I kind of hyped it up. I answered some questions. Um, but when it came to the, the, the personal branding one, I launched it and then started my marketing campaign and, uh, I just launched it a little too fast. But, um, but you know, you're able to recover from that. You're able to kind of like keep building assets. Maybe you, as the campaign launches or you go further into, you know, your launch week one, week two, week three. You you should keep making content. Um, when I say like you should be tired of your content by, on day one, yes, you should. But then keep going another six to ten weeks to keep up the momentum because uh, you want to get now that the campaign's actually launched. You want customers. You want people in the door to start using the product. This is the perfect wedding package. Once you go to perfectweddingpackage.com, if you are struggling as a wedding photographer, as a wedding videographer, to get your prices down, to get your prices just right, this little template right here, this guide, this course, this video lesson plan is going to walk you through every single thing that you need to do to build the perfect wedding package. And and not I'm not talking about the cute little Pinterest wedding packages that look nice and have the flower tassels on the on the corners of the page. I'm talking about something that's actually going to get your clients excited to pay for it. Uh, we go through how to craft your options, how to craft the price at the bottom of the page. Um, and I I'll give you the, give you a little bit of a secret in here. I am very anti lengthy proposal bios. Tell me about your dog. Tell me about the time. I'm very much like, let's do a one page proposal. Let's get it out there and let's make this as, uh, turn, make it as little confusion as possible for your customer. Because if your customer, if your bride and groom are sitting across the table looking at this price proposal and it is like a financial proposal or it's just too much going on, it's distracting. If they're confused, they're going to say no. So what I wanted to do is give you a simple, effective way to have a a very nice contextual conversation with your clients that shows you this is how much I'm worth. This is the high value that you're going to get when you hire me. And I'm able to distill it all down into this simple piece of paper where they go, oh, 
This makes perfect sense. I'm ready to buy with you. And you know what? Let's go with the most expensive option. So go to theperfectweddingpackage.com. Check out the offer. Check out what I got going on. You can get the full course for $97. You can get the template, the digital version template only for $27. And I have a little bonus feature um, at the very bottom of the page of theperfectweddingpackage.com. So check it out. Fighting the fight alone. This is what I've struggled with as an entrepreneur throughout my business. And it really was only until this year that I realized that I cannot do this alone. Um, and I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about my peers, my colleagues, uh, people above me. I don't know what you call those people. They're not your peers. I don't know, like your contemporaries, like you're the, the thought leaders in your industry. I need everybody to help me. And this is what I struggle with so much. Um, I thought I could market all my online courses myself. It was my product. It's me. It's featuring me. It's got my big dumb face in the middle of it. So I figured like no one else is going to help me or like how can I get them to it's it's I'm selling me. I'm selling my product. No one else who is in the same industry as me is another video production is another filmmaker is going to actually want to advertise or promote or work with me or endorse me like that. So that that was my like closed minded cynical thinking. And I was like, well, I just do it. I've done everything else myself. I'll just do this myself. And, uh, that is, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um, I was producing all the content. I made all the YouTube videos. I made all the hype videos. I was running all the Facebook ads. I was doing all the marketing, social media, everything, newsletter campaigns, podcasts. Uh, I was running all the campaigns and not just Facebook ads. I tried LinkedIn ads, Twitter ads, Google ads. I was just like, I don't know what the hell I was doing at one point. Like for the personal branding course, I was running all four platform ads at the same time. And it's just like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing with LinkedIn ads. What are you doing, Jordan? You think like that people just because they like personal branding and they're on LinkedIn that they want to get better at personal branding, that they're going to see your ad and you're not even spending enough money here. And this was the mistake in, in my marketing. When it comes from the seller, it's marketing. When it comes from the buyer, it's social proof. And this is what I didn't quite understand. And of course, I know what reviews are. Of course, I understand testimonials. Um, but I was like, okay, what, you know, I don't need that. Or how am I going to get that, Jordan? Like, or, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I don't have any customers, how can I get customer reviews? Or how can I get testimonials of this product that was launched today? How can people endorse this that they haven't even seen and haven't even used it? Um, and it comes in a different flavor. So when it's marketing, when even like this, this is content marketing, what you're watching right now, this stream, this video, listening to this podcast, this is marketing. Um, it's not paid marketing. It's free marketing. It's content marketing. It's all marketing because it's coming from me. And I was directing you to go do something or tell you about my product or service. When it comes from other people talking about me, it's social proof. It's validation. It's credibility. It's ethos, whatever you want to call it in your little world. And these are things like testimonials, which is, um, I call testimonials aren't so much, what's the difference between like a testimonial and a review? A testimonial, I would say, is a review about a person and reviews in the traditional sense or the review about the product or the course or the offer itself. So a testimonial is like, okay, Jordan was very great to work with. He had really effective advice that changed my business overnight. That kind of, that's, I would say, is a testimonial. And a review is like, the course is great, very informative, loved it, would recommend it to a friend. That's a review. Um, affiliates, in a way, is kind of social proof. It's, uh, you're, I mean, there has to be some transparency between 
you, the seller and the affiliate marketer, the person who is the affiliate and their customers, you don't want to say like, you don't want to pretend like you're just doing this all for free. Uh, you know, there, um, I am being paid to say this. This is a paid sponsor from Jordan. Jordan, you know, you should try Jordan's course. That's, you know, but at the same time, it's still kind of social proof. It's a different person saying something about a company, about a service, about a product. Um, other people's channels and what, and I should have like put a little sub bullet here. Should be like other people's channels. And what I say for this, this is kind of the, uh, some people call this like list hacking. You're getting, you're finding other people who have audiences, who have already built up audience. They're an Instagram influencer. They have a big YouTube channel. They have a big podcast and you go on there, uh, yourself and talk about your product, talk about your life, talk about your story. Uh, you hear this all the time. I mean, it's like any, half the Joe Rogan guests that you see, they're trying to, it, they do it in a really tasteful way, but you know, they're coming or most people that you see, even I was watching Saturday night live yesterday and eat those people. Those celebrities aren't there randomly. They're there to sell the movie. They're there to sell a product, to sell something, sell a book that's coming out. So you should have, I should have approached that. Right? Like I, this never occurred to me like, Oh, get on other people's podcast or get on other people's shows, get other people to talk about your work and you, and then that their you'll uh their audience will be driven to your site. So you're taking someone, you know, or even things like newsletters, like, hey, can I be on your newsletter? I have this new product, I have this this new online course. I think your audience will really benefit from this. Uh can you write me up a newsletter? Or how do I get onto your newsletter? Or can I buy my way onto your newsletter? And they'll say, Yeah, sure, you can buy a slot, we can do a whole issue for you, we can do a Friday issue on you. Um and they are driving their audience to your site. And it's social proof because the person who owns the newsletter, who owns that list, is validating you, giving you that credibility. And they're endorsing, in a way, they're endorsing you by association, directly. Um, but just even, and even things like being on someone else's show, you're, uh, the people on my show, the people, the guests I have on my show, I would endorse them. If they came to me with a product, if they came, I, and I always do this with every podcast guest, I say, you know, in the behind the scenes before we get started and actually start recording, I say, you tell me what you want to promote. You tell me what websites you want me to send people to. Um, at, and at the very end, I say, please promote whatever you got going on. Tell us about where we can go to find your work. And then in the show notes, I'll say, what link do you want me to put? Do you want me to send them directly to your website, to a new product, to a course that you got? And that is, I'm validating that person. I'm saying this person is great. I, I would associate with this person. Here's the episode. Here's the link. Here's their product. So that's social proof. And that is, I'm talking a lot about this and maybe I should, this would probably be clipped into a whole little episode here, but social proof, you, when it comes from, again, let me just kind of take a screenshot of this. When it comes from the seller, it's marketing. When it comes from the buyer, it's social proof. Okay. My fatal assumption, selling a product you think they need, not what they want to buy. The success from the video production course I thought was pretty good it was a question that people were asking that it was a clear like it's there's always going to be someone new that has that same question there are always 18 and 19 and 20 year old filmmakers coming up that want to start their own video production company so as your students graduate and age up there's always going to be a new crop of people asking that same question there was like okay that's an evergreen question that I can do to make content I can make this course from um cool with personal branding. Uh, at the time when I was developing it, I was talking with 
photographers. I was talking with other creatives. And the biggest thing that I kept hearing was I don't have time for marketing or marketing when I'm running my own business. Marketing is always the last thing on my list. And I was like, okay, so they need help with personal branding. They need help marketing themselves. And I was like, oh, okay, what I could do is, you know, if they don't or at this time don't want to pay for my consulting or my personal branding coaching at, you know, maybe it's just a little bit too high of an ask at this stage of the relationship. I'll create a smaller product on the ladder where they can just say, okay, you know, all right, you can't afford my thousand dollar, two thousand dollar coaching. All right. Why don't you just try this ninety seven dollar, hundred dollar, fifty dollar online course? You watch this and it's, you know, you're not getting me directly, but here's something that is basically the same amount of information. It's not tailored to you. So it's not as special, but it's uh, the core fundamentals of what you're going to get if you hire me. That's what I looked at. I was like, oh, okay. So I, so I was, I was making the assumption that this is what they had this problem that they struggle with marketing themselves and marketing is always last on their list. And so therefore I will give them an online course. And my, the assumption is this the solution that they actually want? Because people don't want to buy what they need. People want to buy what they want. So that, that was my assumption. I was like, here's the good medicine you need. You need some online course, personal branding, marketing. And that may not have been the case. I was making the assumption that, uh, like, for me, it was logical. But maybe that's not what people wanted. Maybe people wanted someone to just handhold them and actually take over their marketing for them as opposed to learning how to do all the marketing themselves and get better personal branding. Some people don't want to do that. They're just like, I don't have time or headspace for that kind of stuff. Um, and that was my fatal assumption. So if you are creating an online course, you have to find a way to get some kind of feedback, whether that's directly asking a customer it's or making a YouTube video like I made he, like you know I made about the video production video and I got tons of feedback, hundreds of comments saying, you know, asking more questions that like, that was my feedback to say like, okay, I'm onto something here. This is a, a good piece of content that I can make. Um, if you, so that you have to find some kind of way to get that validation. You have, you cannot just make the assumption that this is what people want, or this is what people are looking for. And therefore I can just, I'll make it and therefore they will come and I don't have to worry. And then I don't have to worry about marketing it because it's going to be such a killer product that answers this question that I think, you know, I'm providing a solution that people want. And it's like, Mm, it's a, it's a need, yes, and you're filling this need, but is this what people actually want? Let's redeem ourselves, Jordan. Let's save our asses. Let's kind of let's round the corner on this on this uh this lesson here. Let's redeem ourselves. So my positive outlook on this is that everything has evolved. The first course that I made was great, and I think the production value of the second course is even better. And the lessons were more well-rounded, more in-depth. I thought like, and now that I'm looking at it, if I were to make an online course today, I would feel amazing about it. And I'd feel really good about where I am and what I could do with it. Um, and that I believe everything has evolved. The, how I would market it, how I would onboard people onto the online course. It's like everything I see is just like, it's all a positive evolution. You're always getting better, better and better and better. So my biggest lesson is that you can't, or at least you shouldn't, do this alone. You need people. And that comes in the forms of, you know, getting validation in terms of social proof, testimonials, reviews, customers, advocates for you, affiliates for you, uh, getting the endorsement of people bigger than you at the same level as you. 
you want, and people below you, you want all that kind of outside validation because, again, the lesson is that if it comes from you, it's marketing, but if it comes from someone else, it's a social proof where they go, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit more impactful because, of course, I'm biased and I'm going to tell you my course is great. But if somebody else told you the course is great and that you would be perfect for this, then you start to go, hmm, okay, yeah, maybe. All right, I'll give it a shot. Um, that was my biggest lesson in this. That I can't do it alone. You don't have to, Jordan, you don't have to market everything. You don't have to create all the videos. You don't have to, um, even for, you know, I, at the, with the personal branding course, I was going to write the ebook. I was going to take all my videos and transcribe them basically and write a 80 page ebook. And I said, you know what? I'll just get somebody to do this. I'll find someone who's really good at transcribing, really good at typing, send them the videos and say, can you transcribe this? Made it perfectly grammatically checked everything. And then I, I just basically copy pasted it into a book, made it, put it into book format. And I had an ebook from that. So it was like, that was another lesson too. Like, don't feel like you got to do it all, Jordan. Don't feel like you got to market it all, produce it all, create it all. And my most surprising lesson was that quality isn't the biggest selling point. I thought that I had to have a masterclass.com quality, high-end, perfectly lit, all this like, you know, four, I shot in 4K, I was shooting like, give me like the best quality possible. And it just, it wasn't that important or just at this level that I am or I, I don't know what it was or just like that. I thought that if I make it look cool and I make it exciting and do a cool trailer with it, then that's going to be the selling point. And that is, it's not that. It, and that's what, and, the, and at the same time, the quality aspect too slowed me down. I could have been making a better online course. I could have been f failing more or learning more lessons in marketing. And instead I was worried about like making it perfect, making sure the lighting was good and the stage and the framing and the edit was good and the sounds were good. And the, and I mean, I think I spent a whole day on just graphics. I mean, I know there were 20 graphics I had to create, but I was doing graphic slides and like making all this like super high end like moves and finding the right stock images and all that stuff. And it was just like, it got to be too much. It's just that like uh, that quality, like people, okay, yes, people like this. And like, this is a nice course. This looks nice and makes me feel better about the purchase, but I, I care about the content. Oh, this is one thing I wanted to talk about with online courses. Now I'm thinking about it. And we're especially we're hitting on this quality aspect. The, the it kind of pissed me off, or I was mad at myself from this, and this is where I've learned from it. That yeah, okay, quality. You don't have to have masterclass.com, and that's what I was aspiring for, and that was kind of my inspiration. I then took an, another online course from somebody else, paid about the same money that I was charging, and it was just them, and it wasn't even the bubble like this. It was just PowerPoint and a voiceover. And that made me so, I was mad. And then I was like, oh yeah. And I, but it's like one of my favorite courses. And it's like, oh yeah, don't, you don't have to have 4K, key light, hair light. You don't have to have all this stuff. It's just about the content. And, and then I looked at it as like, damn, I could make this like in a day. I can make this online course in a day. Which if you give me just a PowerPoint and a voiceover, and, you know, I only saw the girl at the, it was, the girl made it, and she was like, you only saw her at the beginning for the intro, and uh, at the very end. And she probably filmed those videos back to back. Back to back in the same day, same hour, and the rest was narrated on a PowerPoint. So, you don't have to have high-end quality videos, you don't have to have 
all this set technology, perfect microphone, just make it sound decent and have good graphics. I don't know. Like, just make it okay. Just make it fine. Make the, make the content itself good. The lesson plan's good. The, the whole thing itself good. And let me say this one last time before we sign off, folks, that the launches are always shaky. Even if, even those launches that we had with the, with the video production course, the personal branding course was especially shaky. Even the court, even the Kickstarter that I did, Indiegogo that I get, did, that was a success. That was still shaky too. And it just, I want you to hold this in your mind that it should be shaky and, and be oak. I'm saying this almost as like overcompensate for this, like overcompensate this fact that it is going to be shaky so that it, it's going to kill and like, you're going to have the fear of launching or the fear of like, I don't, I'm afraid to, I'm nervous to get my online course out. Are nervous to start this new service, just put it out there. Like overcompensate, like just accept it, live with the fact that it's going to be shaky and a little shoddy and not make sense at first, but you're going to get better. You're going to find better headlines. You're going to find better hooks to bring people in. You're going to find a better story. You're going to find all this, a better way to package everything together and make it an even better online course. How do I look at this? Looking back on all of it, um, I don't consider anything a failure. Everything was a learning opportunity. This was all great. Um, and one, oh, one thing I thought about this too, even the fact, cause what I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm giving up on this. This is going to be free. I'm just going to give it away. I don't care. It's still an asset. If you make an online course and you never launch it or you launched it and it failed and it sucked and no one got, got no attention, it's still an asset now. It's still something that you could sell to somebody. It's still something that you could repackage into some a bigger course. Or if you want to say like you were going to sell it at first, like I was selling thing, I was selling one course at first and then I made it free. Now I'm using it as a way to just get people into my world. It's a free thing, kind of a free, here's a free online course. Thanks for your email. I'm going to put you on an email list and send you some other cool emails to tell you about other stuff that we got going on. It's an asset. So don't look at everything like a failure. I didn't, it didn't succeed. I didn't make any money. I lost money on it. Just look at it positively because it's it shouldn't be a failure. It should be like this is a learning experience. We're evolving. We're getting better at this. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Photographers, do you want to raise your prices but don't know how? Ditch your pretty Pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money. Check the boxes where the answer is yes. Are you unsure how to get those high-paying clients? Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but do you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you? Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, and I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing, we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? But I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250. Even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. 
So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well, I can't jump too high. I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a no, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator. I've filmed over 200 I do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. I spent my first few years out of college in La La Land, making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube, hoping something magical would happen, and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now backed into a dark corner, one that I'd never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheave my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I can get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on her business, and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves and instead get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business savvy, highly value creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package. 
I have built this perfect wedding package to be a step-by-step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The perfect wedding package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the perfect package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. You'll also receive the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self. A $500 value. Bonus number one. One One-on-one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the 9 to 5 behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, $97 is one-fiftieth of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money. Then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. 
I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you'll have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked, and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business, and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the perfect wedding package includes the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. Frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.